Yes, and uh, welcome back to Morning Glory. Later in the show, we're going to have our Morning Glory Jeopardy, your favourite Weber. I tell you what, Beak's on fire. Is he? He's going for three on the trot. Or is Might it even four, be four, maybe. Four on the trot. Maybe. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know you're going good when you lose wall, count of how many times friend. you win. <laughs> um, and the uh, subject this week, clubs in their debut season. Um, so, clubs or players? Uh, c- clubs. Clubs. Clubs in their first season. Oh, going okay. It's a, trust me, it's a beauty. Uh, <laughs> tease, hook, ratings, revenue. You're welcome, Hutchie. Uh, now, let's chat two teams really need to get their season going, South and the Sharks, for different reasons. For the Sharks, it's really concerning. But firstly, South. Latrell returns tonight. We'll give him a huge boost. But it's really fun. they've lost six of their last eight. Uh, tonight it's the Tigers. Now, the last time they played the Tigers was in round 11. And during that time, they'd just gone on an imperial run of form. And when the, the way they played the Tigers, I thought, mate, they're, on a, they're headed towards the title here, even this early, or that early in the season. So if we go back to leading into that game, they South had annihilated the Dogs, 50 points, belted the, uh, the Dolphins the week after, beat Penrith, smashed the Broncos 32-4, and then belted the Storm. And that's where you, you go, man, what a run. Round 11, they come up against the Tigers. Now, let, let's forget about how the Tigers are going now. It's how they were going then. They'd hit a real patch of form. Firstly, they, they broke their duck and they beat Penrith. Mm. In, I think it was Tamworth. And then after, and then they beat the Dragons after that. Now, and they play South, but after South, they'd beat the Cowboys 66-18. So it shows you how good they were going. When I watched that game, I thought, this is exactly the type of game after a great run of form that South could drop. I thought it was a danger game. Mm. Tigers turn up. They're on defensively minded. They're playing with a lot of energy. And Souths were very un-Souths. They were that patient. They played with premiership uh, winning patience and just beat them 20 nil. Mm. It was, I think with about, with about eight minutes to go, it was 6 nil, And they just went wham, wham, bam, 20 nil. But since then, their form... From there, they particularly defensively. It's just gone off a cliff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I said it last week, but they just look like a side waiting for Latrell to get back. Mm. You know, they look like a club that is almost like we know we can play good footy. We did it this year. We did it last year. You know, we've done it for quite a few years in a row. The problem is, I think, and I do have faith. I actually think, if I'm, a, you know, if I was to place a bet, I don't think they lose another game in the regular season this year. But the difference between this year and maybe last year is, is there's a lot of other teams that have come to the pack with an explosive style of play. Whereas you look back, it's like Melbourne, Penrith, very structured kind of, whereas you look at the Broncos, you look at the Cowboys, you know, there are more people I think that can win the comp this year than maybe last year or can, or at least can knock them out of the finals. So if they don't get it sorted soon, it's going to be tough as well. If they do have an easy run into the finals, they may not be battle hardened like they need Mm. to be. Uh, The thing about South Beach, I think what symbolizes South a little bit, uh, two things, is that they are a team that can win from seventh or eighth. And I think that is part of the problem. Mm. I think that's led to a lack of desperation, that, that their mindset of, that's oh, okay, we'll be there. Mm. And it's like that in football games sometimes. And yeah. I've often said the really good Souths, the good Souths are the side that pours 60% of their energy into defence. Yeah. That's not frivolous with the football. But they start to get this attitude where they go, they, they you know, they blow try-scoring opportunities, and the mindset is, it's okay, we'll get them in the end. And oftentimes they don't. And this is a position they find themselves in. And if, if they think Luttrell's going to be the panacea to all their problems, well, they're not right. They've got a lot to address. One of which is, is the fact that they've lost very, they've regressed to ha- having too big a reliance on Cody during Luttrell's absence. Mm. 
And you saw at the start of the year, Lockie Ilias probably taken more possession than Cody. Working yeah. with Keon Talamantangi and Campbell Graham down the right side of the field. Lockie last week only had a couple of handles, no kicks. I don't think there's any other team in the comp that relies so much on their on their marquee player, mm. on their best player. I mean, look, I know that's sort of started the obvious, but South, when when like I mean, they've won two two out of eight, I think, since he's been injured. Yep. Like yep. that's that's pretty telling. Mm. And I also think Cody's nowhere near the player he is when Latrell's on the field. Yeah, that combination. That combination. We spoke so about we spoke about Walsh and Reynolds. Well, yeah. Well, there's another one. So I'm just, it's going to be interesting. And like a bit, like Andrew Demetrio, I always say that. Jason yeah, Demetrio yeah. says, said yesterday, like he's, the, the uh, Latrell will play 80 minutes. So it's going to be interesting to see how we, how gassed he'll be at the end of this game. But it's Latrell. So yeah. <laughs> I saw know. him at Redfern last Sunday. Went to watch uh, the New South Wales Cup in Newcastle. And he was there. Jeez, he looks good. Does he? Looks really fit. I asked him, I said, what, you know, what was the situation? He said, it is right to go. He said, I just, we just wanted to ensure that it was. Yeah. I, look, it could, honestly, it could be, and it's so rabbitos, it's so rabbitos. It could be a disaster this form in the middle year where they don't get all get together by the end of the season. Or you could find an angry Latrell, fully fit and firing, <coughs> heading into finals footy, yeah. just yeah. absolutely well, peaking. So it, it, honestly, and, and Latrell is the guy that can do that. That's he the really thing can. with the State of Origin Series, B. Mm. If Latrell goes into that New South Wales side, who knows what happens? Because he is the player in the competition, yep. can, can, can turn everything on its head. Mm. And you think about, like at the moment, Penrith are short pri- price favourites to win the comp. Do they deserve to be? Absolutely they do. But mate, if you get South in the grand final and South in great form like they were early in the season, mate, you know, Penrith aren't absolute. So you get you get them in a one-off. Mm. That is one side mm. that can do a number on Penrith. You know what I find with Latrell, it could have the same potential, could potentially be what has been with Nathan the last three seasons. With injury and suspension, he Rested. gets a big freshen up before the finals. It's the best thing. It's the best blessing in disguise ever. It might be the same with South and Latrell. Sharks. I don't. I didn't know what to make of that game last week against Manly. They're they're down thirty nil, and came within a whisker of pulling off the greatest upset in that we've seen rugby league history. I uh, thought that said more about Manly I, clocking off. Well, it's all. interesting. Chris Anderson used to say, and I've said this before, is that. He said a coach doesn't know what type of coach he is until the team's in a hole and he's got to dig his way out. And Fitzy can see where he is at the moment. He looked, mm. I thought he looked out of answers at the press conference. I don't think he quite knows what is going on. And, and, he, and with Fitzy, you look at this side and it's not – he's not going to find the answer on tape. It's got to be, you know, how do I, how do I flick the switch on, on this side? And a lot of times I think with a coach – is the coach finds the answer within himself. And I think that's what Chris, and- Chris Anderson was talking about. Now, Fitzy is, he's a player's coach, great man manager. He's not a ranter. He's not a, ra- a raver. He's a bloke that I'd like to be, I'd like to be coached by. But he, him himself, if you look at himself going, okay, for this turn to get back on track, what sort of coach do I have to be, mm. if that makes sense? Mm. I think he needs to make some recruitments. Um, I think that maybe a, a front row and also definitely an edge, a left edge back rower. I think they've probably got the money to do it. It seems like the, the cap is pretty balanced, which is, as you said, as a player's coach, you know, and, and how much potential this current roster has, it's very tempting to go, oh, but we were so close. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust in the boys that got me to the dance. Yep. I just think he needs to probably recruit one or two forwards. You know I almost what? reckon that, I reckon they overachieved last year. 
I reckon they overachieved off the back of Nico's great form. Look, he's a year and a half into his re- into a into a rebuild, basically, yeah. isn't he? Well, you know, if you if you talk about like one of the things, two two things about the Cowboys, state of origin, state of origin can make or break a season, and on the Cowboys in, in, instance, it's brought them right back in the fact they're they're in, they're in terrible form. Tulangi, Val Holmes, uh, Reuben Cotter. They go in, the three of them are outstanding, go back and everything changes for the Cowboys. On the other side of the coin, you look at what that what it has done to to the Cronulla Sharks in the fact that their their most important player goes into origin camp. We don't need to rehash what happened, but he has come out a different player. Mm. And you saw last week there were signs last week with Nico that he, that he's getting back towards that towards that Dally M form. He did some really good things in the second half, but you still saw the frustration as well. You know, yeah. the stuff with the touch judge. That has never been Nico's go. No. Although I think the referee overreacted yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He just said we, just I, know, three. I know. I'm not sure entirely sure what was said. We didn't get fined or nothing. What happened. was what yeah. happened throughout the game for the referee to react like that? But it it just you know. It but a bit you could see. Yeah. Oh, no, I no, I agree. I thought it was way but it's over still, the top. But it's still, it, it it's still unlike, Nico like to yeah. even say anything. Really, well, yeah. I think one of the problems sometimes. And again, let's talk about the Cowboys here. One of the problems with the Sharks is through this season, they've never really hit rock bottom. That makes sense. Mm. Like some, sometimes rock bottom is the thing you need to go away and have some serious assessment of yourself in the mirror. But, mate, as individuals... We're talking about to, football? St- no, no, that's <laughs> right. I'm talking about someone else there. Uh, but if you look at the Cowboys, that's the best instance. 66-18 against the Tigers, where they've just gone away and obviously, not just state of origin, they've gone away and had some serious self-assessment off that. And they've... They've just bounced back a different I team. think the Cowboys, like, and I said this last year as well, the difference between the Cowboys and the Sharks, they kind of looked like they were in the same spot last year. But when you actually look at the Cowboys roster, mm. they've got superstars in that roster. You yeah. know, Origin, you know, Holmes, you've got Cotter, you've got Tamalolo, who's just been solid lately. Whereas I look at the, the Sharkies roster, and I just think they're lacking you know, that extra bit of gear. In do, do you know what it is, though, Beaks, sometimes? Is that you don't have to have the best to achieve really great things, but you have to, you have to be a certain sort of side. And if you look last year, we oftentimes think about the Sharks and the brilliance of Katoa and Molitano. You look at uh, Jesse Raymond and of course, Nico Hines. And you start to think, wow, that's just great attacking players. At at the core of things, the Sharks achieved terrific things last year on the back of hard-nosed defense. Yeah. You know, completing a set of six, just that was their go. And suddenly, I, I think they've gone into this season with a false sense of who they are. Right. Mm. So, what, what, so just, can you just explain this, like, technically? What is – like, they seem to be leaking – like, in that game, in the first half against Manly, they leaked so many points on the edges. On, on, well, the left-hand side left of the field the week before, mm. horrible against the Warriors. Mm. He changed to the left side, and it was as bad again. Yeah. It's hard to know. I, I think there are – Look, there's no doubt that there uh, there were problems on the left structurally as far as their defence is concerned, but also some just individual, straight up individual misses. Yeah, and so a lot of times with that Webby, it's not it's not saying someone oh, you know just not interested. It's a lack of confidence. Like when you're really confident in yourself defensively, you know you can get up there and you're just confident you're going to make the tackle. You relax. When you're lacking confidence in defence. No, you can miss that them. split That's second, it. just a second. Like you look at the Broncos last night; they were shooting out of the line, and they just landed every time. Mm. And that's a confident side. Where Queens- Queensland, 
Okay. But no, but yeah. that, what I yeah. thought that the, for all their great attack during that series, their their defence, particularly on the edges, they were like Too snuffing out New South Too Wales Alangi all the outside time. Outside in sometimes, like yeah. we'd have a three on one, and he just snuff it out. Yeah, and and part of that, Webby, individual misses have got to do with the collective as well. Like playing, remember playing in the NRL, right? Where, where you really you're going up and you are sitting in a defensive system. Where in the fact that the blokes alongside you, you're really confident. You never quite feel isolated. Mm. But then going to England, that was a totally different mindset, and everyone defended like an island, if that makes sense. And you actually felt really exposed. And mm. I think a little, that's a little bit like the Sharks at the moment, where particularly on the left side, you've got a lot of blokes who are lacking in confidence, and that's just that makes it, it very, very difficult. It must be frustrating for Fitzy, who's a defensive mm. coach. And he's know. proven it. Like last year, they were great in defense. Until do... the finals, and then they yeah, just and they yeah. struggled. Right. I do think the edge, he probably made an error throwing a rookie on the edge there for that game yeah. because he's playing against DCE. DCE is just going to pick that wide running forward. As I said, I do think they probably need to recruit an edge to just shore up that left side. And it all starts, as you know, the back rower. All starts the back rower. Penrith this week. <sighs> Two ways to look at it. A really strong performance against the Panthers can put your comp- can put the game back on track. But I tell you, Panthers are they're capable of putting forty or fifty on anyone. They are ruthless. They're rolling, aren't they? What about that forward pack? Unbelievable. And, mate, and Cleary last week, great signs around Cleary with the hamstring. Mate, like evidence of how his hamstring, he's carrying no psychological scarring. He took that quick tap took off on a 30-minute run. He was called back. But that's if you're worried about a hamstring, that's exactly what you don't do. You know what I love about Penrith? Like, I think people are underestimating exactly what Penrith are doing. You know what I mean? Like three, they're, they're going for a three I know. Beat. It's unbelievable. It's never been happening. because we're in so tra- used to their excellence. Exactly. And also, I think there is a, a bit of Panther hate out there, you know, which yeah. happens with all good teams. But, I mean, for a team like <laughs> this year going for a third premiership, short price favourites with the bookies, they've lost all those players, all those coaches mm. – They've had to deal with – now they're going through, like, contract dramas or, or contract chat around Luai, you know. It's like – but it just doesn't destabilise – they've had their, their half-back and best player out with a hammy and they just keep winning and winning and winning. And It's the Australian way, mate. You know, we don't like tall poppies. But. <laughs> no. Damn you, 2GB. We'll take it. <laughs> hey, don't worry. Hey, listen. Uh-oh. Hey, listen. Oh, no. I, I drove past Piermont the other day when Hadley was on and – when it comes to SEN, you can smell the shit. He's so scared. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you a great movie of the week next.